Hello, uh, Chris Calico, please. Yeah. Chris, is this you? Yeah, this is me. Chris, nice to meet you. How you doing? Who's this? This is Concept. Uh, we set up an interview for today at noon. Oh, hey, how you doing? Hang on one second, Concept. Okay, okay no problem. Yes, sir. You're like the only. I, I don't know why. When I saw. I saw. Come I was like, uh, this is not uh, who I'm waiting on, and he's a little early. I, you're probably the only guy that's ever early besides me. So that's great. <laughs> you know what I always say is, uh, uh, the artist can be late, but not me. You know what I'm saying? No, that's right. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, it's funny. So on your ID, it pops up with my name. It does. It's Martinez with a J. You might trip out because uh, you've we've met before, and you—that's what uh, James was saying that you gave me a ride to the hotel. Do you remember that? You remember when that happened? It was out Dude, right outside. I, I, I don't, but only because yeah. several people have done that. Because when I've been on tour with Tech, yeah, I always venture off on my own. So I've been in the car with so many people by myself <laughs> that I could. <laughs> Make your it was exactly that you were like kind of just like hanging out before the show in uh mm-hmm. in la and you were just kind of like walking around and like <laughs> you're like hey you know what? i need to ride back to the hotel and we're like all right fuck it you know we're here for we're, we were there to interview tech later on that day yeah that's yeah. what i that's what i do man I, I actually do it in other countries all my family is always worried yeah man, it's dangerous. i don't ever stay with the pack man i'm always dipped off off in another country I'm at some coffee shop Sitting by myself You know what it is though too you, You're not exactly A small dude right So it's not like nah. You gotta worry about A lot of stuff <laughs> Yeah man You know what man I'm not I'm a big dude But I also have a uh, I don't know man I don't think my, my I'll put it like this I've Almost never I've Maybe once or twice Never had an issue Venturing off like that In the 20 years of Traveling doing music Man I never really Ever had a problem And my energy doesn't say Have an issue with me But of course there's You know There's crazy people out here So I, I've had a couple of Just a couple of weird Incidences over the years But nothing Nothing big No and uh And I really appreciate you Being so accessible you know mm-hmm. uh, I was looking yeah. to do You know what I do is I do a sit down I do one on ones And uh, mm-hmm. usually I go to the artist Or the artist can come to me We got a beautiful setup in LA That we do that okay. uh, Been doing the show for like seven years now And okay. uh, the, it's only survived Because artists are willing to give me their time You know Because okay. you're yeah. not just speaking to me You know it's, uh, it's obviously your fans That this is going to benefit the most You know Right, right, right. Uh, so I really do appreciate you uh, giving us the time to to get to know you a little better. No doubt, man. It's all good, brother. Okay, so what I'll do is uh, I'll in, I'm going to bring in the show, and then uh, I'll, intru- I'll I'll let you introduce yourself. 
uh, and that way we can get the ball rolling on there. So there's not if there's anything that you don't want me to talk about, let me know, and um, no. we can avoid. Let me tell you, nothing's off the nothing's off, nothing's off the table. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna hold you to that. Welcome back to the show. You are now listening to Wake the Flock Up with Concept 714, a very special episode of Wake the Flock Up. We're doing a phone interview. We've only done a few of these because, you know, you guys know I like to sit there one-on-one with the artists. It really uh, allows them to open up. But uh, thanks to COVID and, and all these other nonsense going on in the world, sometimes the best way and the only way you can get a hold of people is through the phone. So today, we got lucky enough. We are um, welcomed by a man of many talents. He's been... Uh, in in the business a long time and he's been consistently delivering just just he's a very prolific MC for sure and I'm very excited to get to know him so I'll let him introduce himself man I go by the name of the genius Chris Calico used to be big Chris Calico the big little young all those things get up so and I don't Chris Calico man representing Earhouse Inc man Earhouse Music man and that's it and people normally know me from being with Strange Music and Tech 9 but now Earhouse is the new thing and so Earhouse recording artist Chris Calico Kelly baby okay thank you for joining us I appreciate you being here today with us uh, yep. since you brought it up you know I was gonna massage my way into these type of questions but since you brought it up first uh, let's talk <laughs> uh, let's talk about this because if I go to the strange music website right now you're still featured uh, as an artist right yeah so uh, does this takes a while have we broken old ties with strange music or uh and not following uh your new venture earhouse or uh yes, is it a collaboration have. like can you can you clear that up for us yeah no we've broken ties i don't even i don't think bro- bro- broken ties is the right phrase i think it's just i have totally ventured off uh completely on my own independently is the way i would phrase that breaking broken ties makes it sound like you know i'm tripping and i'm not tripping i, I actually asked them um to uh you know, I actually completed a deal. I re-signed with them in 2019, and we did a very short deal. They wanted me to go ahead and continue that deal on um, past a year. Of course, COVID hit, and we were all sitting for that whole time. But I've been contemplating leaving and being on my own for a long time, and um, COVID made us all pivot. And so I decided to pivot and start my own label, Earhouse. Um, because I had, you know, just a different way that I wanted to be marketed and that I wanted to do things. I had some different ideas creatively about where I wanted to go. And so I, I wanted that to be uninhibited. And so I established Earhouse and here I am. So will we, we still be getting a product through Strange Music though? No. Nope. Totally Earhouse. Got it. I'm totally independent of Strange Music Got at it. this point. And I still love those guys. Tech Tech is going to be my brother forever. As a matter of fact, I just talked to him today. I talk to Tech probably three times a week. Uh, Still, Tech is my brother. He's my he was he has been my mentor forever. And um, so that's how that's going to remain. But no, we are totally Earhouse, and Earhouse has taken off and done great things already, man. So that's where it's at. I'm excited for you. I think uh, I think brand new. A brand new change is always welcomed if you if you approach it with the right mentality. You know, right. a change can always be good. It can always be bad. It's it's really up to you and the kind of the way you want to face it, uh, either head on 
I know a lot of people try to dodge things in their life, but if you just go ahead and face it face on, you'll see that um, you're going to be a better person on the other side of it, you know? Uh, but well, that's th- why I have this approach, man. That's why I yeah. took this approach to it, man. You know, I know a lot of people leave labels and naturally no one leaves a label just because it's everything's just going exactly the way they want. Um, Interesting. Naturally, Interesting. Uh, of course, but you know, I going there with it doesn't ever it doesn't make any sense plus this is why i wanted to do it it's like i i didn't want anybody's permission mm. to do anything i didn't want anybody i want to own all my masters because the thing about it is when you're assigned to a label i saw somebody say that the other day they were like man the label owns your music they do they 100 own your music kanye has been speaking out about it a lot lately about what it means to be signed to a label and it, of course it's great if you don't have any other way to do things and i was signed to a label at a time that diy stuff wasn't popping but now this is an environment in the music industry where you can get famous off your phone from your living room so you don't really need a label and the label is going to definitely be uh they're going to own all the music they're going to have 85 90% of the dividends that come from it and when you're a veteran like I am that's just it doesn't make sense to you anymore you know what I'm saying it doesn't make sense business wise when you're in, and you have an entrepreneur spirit like I do it doesn't make sense to continue to be an employee which is what you are even though that that's not how it looks on paper but you're an employee I want to be an employer mm. so that's it yeah no 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 and that's respectable um but the reason that it that it, it was such a I don't want to say it was a shock or the reason that it's such an mm-hmm. interest to me in particular is because correct me if I'm wrong weren't you the first one of the first artists signed to strange you've been with them since yeah. the, the beginning right I have been there since since day, I would say day two. They established it yeah. in 2000. I met Tech in 99. They established in 2000, and I started doing shows with them in 2001. Yes. Um, they had signed, I think they signed one other artist, but I was there pretty much since the first, since the beginning. Um, you know, they'll call me a day one. I say about a day one and a half because they were established for a year. Yeah. But they weren't, they didn't really have the ball rolling. Mm. I was there since the ball started rolling, since the first ever tour. And, um, and you know, it was myself, Cut Calhoun, Grant Rice was there. I mean, there was lots of people there. But, and, so with that kind um, of seniority, you weren't able to get what you wanted out of the label still? You, you don't, you feel that? Is that the way you feel? Yeah. Because, I mean, that has a lot of claim to me. Like, if I, if I was there, hey, man, I was here from day two. And it's year blank, and we're this big, and this is what we accomplished. Like twenty years later, you should be able to have some say to, like, "Hey, man, right? Do you feel that you weren't given that kind of leeway you you clearly deserve for being there um, that long?" What I will say is uh, the way the way I'll answer your question is that. I don't own that label, man. And the decisions are going to be made from the top down. Mm. And I want to be the top. Mm. I want to be the top down. I don't want to ask any permission for anything, for anything. And this is the way that it's going to go. Because if you're not the business owner, you don't make the decisions. Mm. So, uh, you know, there was things that I probably would have loved to have gotten. Um, that we weren't able to come to agreements on. And so uh, I just decided that it was the time to pivot. 
and I made that jump, man. I was terrified, dude. I was I cried like a baby, man, for a week before I even talked to Tech. Yeah, it was like, bro. And I'm gonna be honest, they tried to get me to stay. Um, they tried to get me to, to to sign distribution and things like that, but I decided that the clean break was the best way to uh, mm. for me to get a fresh start. Sure, go get my own distribution, go do my own merchandise, manufacture my own merch record my own music i built a studio in my basement over the lockdown I, like by hand and i'm not even a i don't have skill like a carpenter i mean i'm not not a handy guy but i'm not a handy guy so sure. i literally looked on youtube for days and days how to build a studio correctly yeah and i went to home depot and i built a studio by hand in my basement and i learned how to engineer and i engineered myself and manufactured uh, merchandise with a manufacturing company called Great Merch. I uh, got got uh, my own uh, deal with Command Shift. I've got several other deals in the works. I, I I'm inking a deal right now with a with a um, with a, um, a talent agency with a with an agency. You know what I mean? And with several sponsors. And uh, you know, I noticed that these things happened once I've been the guy who calls the shots. Mm. No, no, let me let me share something with you, Chris, really quick. Uh, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm saying. Right. A, a lot of things yeah, haven't yeah. gone the way that I planned them to go. But the one mm-hmm. thing that I have always been proud of myself for is being a creator. Like I can't sit still. Like I, I like having. The, the idea of creating something out of nothing like I don't know like a blank page excites me you know what I'm saying like a like a blank board I don't know that kind of stuff like the possibilities and then accomplishing something for that and it sounds to me from building your studio by hand to de- working for your own uh, distribution and getting all this stuff for you you sound like the kind of guy who's ready to to create something that he's probably been holding back from for a long time it sounds absolutely you know that's a, that's a that's a great way to uh to put it that's a that's a great way to put it i have and you just kind of have to roll with i mean at any label man and not just strange you're gonna be kind of dictated to hmm. and you know I, it's just i didn't want to do that i just i didn't want anybody telling me nothing i'm gonna be honest man i have a tough time with people telling me what to do at all me and my <laughs> wife have this uh debate all the time yeah. i'm like Nobody tells me what to do. And I did it for a long time. Yeah. And I always felt like that. So now I really feel like that. Like nobody's going to tell me. I'm not asking for permission from anyone. And that's the way it's going to go. And, um, and you know, and I have enough people that were going to follow me from Strange Music and fans that I've accumulated, uh, you know, throughout this 20-year career I have that I knew that I could do it independently. Again, it's it's the time for DIY people. Even if you don't have a fan base, you can make it. I knew I had a fan base, so mm-hmm. it was a no-brainer for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, now looking is, at these numbers, there, there doesn't seem to be any issues. People are loving how open you are right out the gate. Um, yep. and, and that's what the first thing I noticed when I went down and looking at the uh, at the new releases you have out the the weight single that that one is crazy it, it's it speaks on so many levels because you don't get to see this side of men in society you don't get to see the nah. I'm gonna expose in the insecure and all that stuff that we have to conceal and we have to kind of just get over it right because 
<laughs> you don't talk about it with your boys and you don't talk about it with anybody you know uh, but it's stuff it's stuff that we go through like the way we look and the way we feel in certain clothes and stuff yeah um yeah give me a little history of how that track came to be and why it it, it look it feels so personal <laughs> I feel like there's this pressure on like heterosexual men mm. uh, to be this way, this type. Of, it's not necessarily necessarily toxic masculinity, but you got to be this guy. Matter of fact, somebody in the interview said, man, don't you feel like being that vulnerable is, is, is not manly? I said, nah, I actually feel the opposite. I feel like 
you're not man enough to do that interesting you have to be a you have to be man enough to expose your vulnerability because we're still vulnerable even though we're men mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you're not a, that doesn't mean you're not a real man dude I, I'm, a, I'm a man's man type of guy you know what i mean i drive a pickup i ride motorcycles i'm building shit with my hands you yeah. know it's just like i'm not a i'm not i'm not an unmanly guy sure. i just you know i just i'm i'm okay with being i i've been hurt a lot you know, I have a I have vitiligo on my face, which is way more accepted now. It wasn't accepted back in the day. Uh, I've been a fat dude with different with a different looking face my whole life, and you know, I, I mean, I've been you know gone through a ton of stuff, man, abused sexually and beat up in school and all this other kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And so I um. It wasn't anything. It was liberating to me to be able to talk openly about stuff. Uh, one of the things that plagued me, man, is I've been a fat dude my whole life, mm-hmm. and I wasn't ever taking my shirt off even at the swimming pool. You know what I'm saying or nothing. You know what I mean. And so I decided I was going to do something for me. It was actually kind of selfish because I was like, man, I'm going to liberate myself. I'm going to shoot this video day. Actually, my boy is who told me to do it. I was I was talking to. TV, uh, he's a he's a filmmaker in um, LA, man. One of my best friends, his name is Ken Shea. Produced a lot of reality shows, Biggest Loser, uh, How Real Housewives of, of Hollywood and Orange County, all these different things, the Lisa Ray show, all stuff kind of stuff for the NBA. And um, he was we were talking about doing this video shoot, and we were talking about one that I did with him, and I said, Man, I got this song called Wait that's I'm coming out the gate with. And I played it for him. He's like, oh, you should just shoot this neck. And I was like, man, hell no. Absolutely not, man. I got man boobs, all this. Man. Yeah. He was like, that's why you should do it. Mm. Watch how your fans react to you doing it. And I was like, and I thought about it. And I said, you know what? That would be so liberating for me to shoot this video like that. Because no one sees me like this. You know what I mean? And so I did it. And it was exactly what I thought. Everybody was like, Oh my God, they start stripping themselves down and doing their version of my video. As a matter of fact, people with um, prosthetic arms and legs started taking, getting on videos and taking their prosthetic off and showing, you know, their missing arm or leg. And, and women with, that had cancer who have lost their hair were taking their wigs off on the video. Like everybody starts stripping themselves down that follow me and doing this thing called the Risk Being Seen Challenge. And um, it really, really helped a lot of people, man. You know what I mean? So it was, it, it was, it was such a—I um, don't know—it just helped everybody, man. It was just one of these things, man. It was, it was it, it, that that helped spread out, and uh, and I was doing it for me, and it ended up, you know, doing it for other people, which is what I've done my whole career. People like the booty shaking songs and the club bangers, and when I'm doing the, the Midwest choppers and all of that, they love that, right? It's impressive. But my most popular songs are Anxiety and Bipolar and Unstable, where I talk about having, um, you know, mental health issues and things. Now, now, like I said, vitiligo is acceptable. Mental health is very popular to 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 express yourself. Talking about mental health problems now, but I was doing that a long time. I, I don't want to be in my. Uh, in my soldier boy bag right now but i'm like dude i was doing it like a long time ago just yeah. to liberate myself you feel me and so um you're the first the, rapper on youtube to do it i, I was i was the first one on youtube talking about anxiety 
You know what I'm saying? I was, though. Shout out to Soldier Boy. But shout out to Soldier Boy. Rap-wise, <laughs> you know, no, shout out to Soldier Boy. I, I feel Soldier. When I see him, I'll be like, I know I was the first one doing stuff, too, dog. So Chris Calico fucks with Soldier Boy. Absolutely. Okay. A lot of respect for Soldier Boy, Chris Calico. Dude. Soldier Boy, yeah. so you would think not. Some some people may think not because I'm an elite MC, dude. I've yeah. done. Come on, man. Me Tech, me and Tech have a song with Eminem called Speedo. Yeah, and it's gold. Familiar, and Eminem, bro. You're, you're preaching Eminem's, the choir over here, Chris. I know exactly what you're talking about. You guys are animals, man. You, yeah, you, but I respect the game, and I know Soldier Boy is not going to get on there and out rap Eminem. Right. Eminem said I out rapped him. I, hats off to him. Shout out to Eminem for saying that. He said that I did that. I you know did the best on the song. That was great. But I also like people that Soldier Boy's a genius, dude. He's a genius. <laughs> It's the hustle you were talking about. It's 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 the the do it yourself mentality the Soldier Boys had of like these deals he signs and like, he's right he's become a part of pop culture on a way that like you can't even appreciate you know. And well, he never goes away. He does. He never goes away. He just works. came back again this year. But she make clap clap clap. She make, he came back again. He makes hits. He's a genius because genius doesn't just mean you can out rap everybody. How can you get everybody the masses to agree that your song is good? Mm. That's genius. Mm. Interesting. Let, let me let, let, let's approach it like this. So like, let's say you put out a song like Wait. Right, and and this is obviously such a an open song. Like you could tell that this is gonna be that the project that this belongs to is gonna be a special thing, right? How do you weigh success on a single for Chris Calico? Like, how do you know? Uh, how do you determine whether a single was successful or not for you? Um, I'm gonna be honest, man. Um, it's never gonna be enough for me. Mm. So would I say that my singles are successful? Yes. Are they as successful as I want them to be? Not yet. Not yet. It needs to be to me. I, I want my solo singles to go platinum, and I want more people to be aware of who I am and what I do. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we called it underground, you know, years ago. Now it's just independent. I feel like. And I'm not comparing it to any of these other guys, you know, but when I look at these superstars, I'm like, man, I feel like we're on the same level music-wise. When I look at a Kanye and I look at a Beyonce or a Soldier Boy or any of these people, I'm like, I feel like I make the caliber music that could be as popular as these artists. So until that happens, I'm still going to keep moving forward and striving to reach that point. Okay, respectfully, Chris, let me ask you, in in these 20 years that you've been doing it, what do you think has been stopping you from reaching those levels? Uh, (laughs) Tricky. Um, I don't think, I'm going to be totally honest, I don't think that I was viewed like that at my label mm. I'm being totally honest no no shade to my brothers but I don't think I was viewed in that light at the label and also Strange Music has a very niche audience where That's I true. love the people that have followed me so far and these are my family 
they're like my fan. That ain't just me saying it. They really are. And anybody that any fan that's ever met me will tell you they're like, man, when I meet Chris, it feels like I'm meeting like a cousin or something. They, I hug them. I sit and talk to people. Like, I really feel that way. But I feel like we only had a have a certain reach. There's only there's a limit, and um, some, some in some ways we also weren't kind of allowed into the boys club i can remember talking to program directors and saying hey man this song that we you know released to you girls like that um it's number six it's number one at 16 different stations at the 16 stations we put it to it was in the top 10 we marketed it to i'm like so that means dude if we put it at 100 marketed it to 100 we would have had that well one we didn't necessarily do that and secondly they told me that well you're never gonna you're not gonna get that without a major and I said why and they were like because if let's say it's Def Jam it's not going to be Def Jam but if it's let's just use Def Jam or RCA whatever if they have 10 artists they're sending us in the next 6 months we have to have those slots open for those artists that they bring in those are like we prior deals or stipulations that they have with the major it's like this un, it's like a yeah it's like an mm-hmm. unspoken deal this is probably something I shouldn't even say out loud but it was like an unspoken situation like we can't let you in here because we got to leave these, this role for these people you know what i'm saying and so i i, I would never hate on that but you know what i mean it it's was kind of like you don't payola, you're not part man. of the fraternity yeah good old-fashioned payola is in effect <laughs> and you don't necessarily always get to get in the middle listen i'll pay them too I would pay him, but it was like we can't even take your money. Interesting, hmm. Because we got to leave these slots open for the Sony's or the whoever else. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna be honest. I'm probably gonna get when people hear this interview, they gonna be like, "Chris, man, these are industry secrets that people don't really talk about." But again, I'm me, so whatever's whatever. But um, it's a mixture of things. I can't totally put it all on the label. But there's a lot of reasons why that wouldn't happen. So now the good thing is that in the DIY era, you could possibly launch just on social media and then they gotta fool with it. Mm. You could like, you're gonna win the lottery. That's kind of like winning music. That's kind of winning the artist lottery. But, and then someone's gonna have to throw money at it. You know, a lot of times, like I got a buddy of mine, he went, his song was the biggest song on TikTok that he produced. And then the majors came at him and then they're going to throw more money at it, put fuel on the fire. But, um, you know, it has to start with your own people and it's going to start with, um, you know, it's got to start with your own folks. And I know they loved me and I know they thought I was creative, but, you know, of course, tech is going to definitely be the, the, the forefront there, which naturally, which there's nothing wrong with that. He started it. He should be, you know what I'm saying? I had a really unique situation too, man, where, you know, I'm an artist in my own right and I made songs and we wrote platinum hits together, but I'm also Tex hype man. And so you're kind of, you know, I can't lie and say I wasn't in a shadow too. And these are not, again, this isn't bad stuff that I'm saying. It's just what happened. It really is what happened. And it is what it is. And so, but the, you, know, you know, the hype man was obviously, you wanted, you, did you intend to stay his hype no. man? No, dude. I've, I've been a glorified hype man for a long time because naturally I supported him really well. I did my job. That was my job. I did it great. But just so happened 
I'm a good artist too. Mm. You know, that's not. I haven't. I don't know. I've never. That was a very unique situation, man. I don't know any other situation where the guy is the hype man and he also is dope and he writes the songs with the guy and that go platinum. To, like I don't. There's. You can't even name another situation that's like this. Mm-hmm. It's a very unique situation, so I don't think it's anybody's fault. It's just like these are the circumstances. Here's all the uh, here's all the details of what happened, what did happen, and what did. And you know, there's no blame to be placed anywhere. Even on the even on the radio stations, dude. There's no blame to be placed. This is just the way it was, yeah, and these are these are hurdles to overcome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and and just to close off the subject because it is such a sensitive one. Did you ever consider like what your move might do with the friendship you've developed with Tech and Travis and and all those people at a Strange? Was that ever yeah. a part of the equation? Uh, no, I mean, I'm aware that, you know, I'm aware that, of course, you know, when you work with people, you see them every day. You know, it, it, Tech used to always say this, man, it's a miracle that we could get along so well for so long. Mm. And we did, um, you know, for a long time, uh, you know, but I, I, I felt like I'm going to be honest, if if we're all frustrated and I stay there, that's what will tarnish the friendship. I believe that they're going to always have love and respect for me, even with me with me moving to my own thing. They didn't, they, they, I'm one of the, if you knew the internal workings of Strange, I'm definitely one of the most respected people there, next to Tech. And, and sometimes, in certain cases, even more on a social level, because I, I always talk to everybody. Everybody came to me with their issues. I mean, I show up for. I mean, dude, I've done everything from from give people money that didn't have it to talk to them about, you know, teach people to meditate. Mm-hmm. You know, hey man, you're having anxiety. Here's what I do: to jumping in fights, to showing up when a guy and his girl and his wife are beefing to try to calm it down. I mean, like this is who I am at that label. It wasn't just the music it was literally like I'm a family member so I know that I will always remain that way there at least that's what I think um that I always remain you know viewed like that at strange and so just me going and wanting to do my own thing if that were to tarnish then that would be a very shallow person who would think that and I don't think any of those guys are like that mm, yeah and this and uh it's such a tight-knit group of people and this is from someone who's just a complete outsider and I've I've been lucky enough to be able to interview um, a lot of the roster there like everyone from Burns to to uh, uh, Ritz to just like and, and the cool thing was like the, the headquarters was located in Hollywood right and uh, uh, you know what I'm, I mean I'm not telling you I'm telling the fans that- one of them were <laughs> one, of, one of them was that was that was Strange Music West is what they called it the yeah. headquarters is here in Kansas City that's right yes yes but the, the, but the location was the interesting part because it was literally on the like a famous Hollywood Star Walk right the, 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 the walk of fame right. in Hollywood like right in in a mall so to, to me like it was them establishing themselves as like hey like we run this bitch because look how expensive this rent space must be oh god it was crazy yeah it was, it was from what i heard it was crazy i only bring that up i only bring that up because it is a strange music that has developed this 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 kind of persona behind it of being like um uh, of, of of being a powerhouse in 
in the underground and, and they rightfully so right they have a lot of super dope artists and and the, the the material that comes out of there is always clean it's always dope um but to to leave the security of a label of a status that established right um mm-hmm. takes a lot of courage chris and and uh and uh, i wish you the best especially almost having not known anything before that right because were you signed to another label before that so it's, nah, you've only been signed spent, to one I label spent, i spent half my life there man i spent yeah. literally half of my life yes at that label and i didn't know anything about the music industry or anything before that so yeah this is me stepping out I am really gambling on myself, man, and betting on myself, which, I mean, I'm going to be honest, man, I, I don't really lose. I don't lose like that, man, mm-hmm. because I figure out a way to get it there. I figure out a way to, to achieve the goal I'm trying to achieve. I knew I could do that. They know I could do that. As a matter of fact, um, I don't think they expected me to do anything less than come out of the gate swinging. Um and so that's it is what it is man you know you, you have to believe in yourself enough to do that you believe in yourself enough to do that dude I, I don't know there's things that I've had my doubt I'm like what am I doing why did I do this yeah. man this is so hard sure but you yeah. know it, it is what it is like there's a lot of um, entrepreneur stuff online now on socials you know man go out and get your own business fire your boss and all that you gotta understand what that means if you're not the guy that can take over and do everything cause I gotta create the music I gotta market the music I gotta do everything me and me it's me and Crystal my wife she manages me I got a new guy that uh, I'm bringing into the equation now to help manage but I had to like you know get on the phone and make these deals with sponsors and stuff myself and that's always that's not always the best because when it's you talking to them it seems more desperate when you don't have a voice speaking for you so sometimes it's my wife but sometimes it's me and you know fortunately i'm articulate enough and i have enough business acumen now that i've acquired all these years to be able to do it you can catfish him chris that, well, I really don't. I, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I don't. My, I got numbers, and not, men, men, men lie, women lie, but numbers do not. Okay. All right. So I'm look at these numbers. You can, if you want to get out, let's get out. And so, tell me about the philosophy of your house, though. Everything that you want to hear, as many, as everything that I do, put it like this: I do all genres of music, pretty much. Not all, but several, several, several genres of music, from straight up hardcore rap to classical. I mean, like classical music like a symphony orchestra music to country so everything you want to hear i make right in this house i want to hear chris calico with like a full-blown live like orchestra you know what i'm oh, saying man. You like, a, like a like a like one of those you know when you go to the theater and i get that vibe i, I need that energy with chris calico with live cellos in the back Chris Calico with Trans-Siberian Orchestra with Murder. Oh, shit. Japanese Children Choirs featuring Chris Calico. Murder, dude. Murder. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... (laughs) The throat singers. You gotta get some throat singers, Chris, and just fucking... Well, man, I, I even when I did my album Go, dude, yeah. I had like, I had like people, members of a symphony orchestra came in and I composed, I composed all the music for them to play. I didn't mm. compose all my music, but mm-hmm. I composed their parts to play. Yeah. Um, seven, myself and Seven, Michael Seven Summers, 
I was bringing in whole horn sections and writing the, all of the horn parts and I've never played a horn in my life. The guitar sections and all of that. I've written songs for country artists. I was up um, in 2017 uh, in a think tank writing for Cardi B's album. I mean, um, dude, I've been part of so many writing camps, you know, writing for Luke Bryan and working with producers for Iggy Azalea and Okay, this, okay, Chris, I mean, let me everything. let me let me poke at this real quick then cuz this is this is interesting. You said that you were in a in a think tank, right? a, a writing camp. In a writing camp to write for another artist. Now, is this an industry yeah. standard practice when Absolutely. And how's this work? It, it just give me a minute. It, it, does it work? Everyone thinks all oh, Cardi B, you know, writing her own lyrics somewhere. Like she's sitting down, she has a pen and pad out. She's fucking just barring out, right? I guess that's she what people might. assume, right? That's what people are thinking. I don't know. Uh, she might. She might do that. I'm not going to take that away from Cardi. I know a lot of people say she's got ghostwriters. Listen, most people have ghostwriters. It is a very industry, it is a huge industry standard for artists to write. Uh, artists to have other people writing, either co-writing with them or writing for but them. But this is hip-hop totally okay. we're talking about, though, right? It don't matter, though. Hip-hop came from that. Like, you're an MC, but, but pop culture, hip-hop is pop culture. And pop culture artists had people co-writing with them. If Michael you're going to portray yourself yeah. as a pop artist, if you're like Taylor Swift or whatever, I expect you to have ghostwriters. I understand, Bates. I understood. Yeah. Get it. But because of like the essence of hip hop, right? Like the, the, the just, 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 I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't respect an MC if I 100% knew that Blank had ghostwriters, you know, as it just in hip hop. I'm not talking about in the industry or anything. How does Chris, do you debate that at all? Like, do you know MCs yeah. that you know for a fact have a ghostwriter and you still have the same respect you would have for someone that doesn't have a ghostwriter? No, I just know how it goes, man. You know, if you're in the industry and you know how it works, man, I respect the way, I respect the mechanism of the industry. Mm -hmm. I get how that works. Now, has anybody ever written anything for me? No. But that's because I write all kinds of different stuff. I can't, I, let me take it, I take it back. There's been a couple of choruses for Tech that he wrote for himself, mm -hmm. but he can't sing it like that, so he had me sing it. But but for me and my music, no one's ever written anything for me. Uh, only one time, and I didn't sing it. I, I can't even say that. Mm -hmm. I have a song called Borrowed Time on my last album. This dude named Garrett Raff. He wrote it, but he performed it too. So, it's so not no one's like put words in Chris Calico's mouth before. That's what you're saying. No, no. one's you, you spit your own spit, and, and then you work on your own work, which is respectable. And I don't want to get too in the weeds about it. I just find it interesting that you uh, are this deep embedded into the into the industry, um, and and you're giving out these these you know giving out gold nuggets, bro. So I gotta. People, I, I mean, I, I'm surprised that that's how it works. I had no idea. I'm guessing the label hires these people, right? Labels have A and R's, and A and R's usually hunt down production and they hunt down writers. Yeah. Or they have writers that are even, you know, signed to the label. You know what I mean? And so it's it was no secret that Partisan Fontaine was writing a lot of the Cardi B music, but they were co-writing it together. Mm -hmm. Um, and but it's no, but if you listen to Partisan. 
Cardi's cadence feels like partisan. What well, did when it first when it first started? Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I won't say that she wasn't right none of that stuff, man. Okay. I don't think she's. I don't think she's. I think she's a creative person. And a lot of the stuff that she even says is really personal. So I don't know if anybody else can write stuff from her perspective of her life. And, and so not I to that, not a, to a, point a, her I, out. I was just. Do, does do you know? Uh, because again, she's more on the pop side. Again, it's entertainment. It's not like yeah. in the competition of hip hop of like I rap better than you rap better. Blah blank. It's not that. I get it. So I I respect it. But do, do, does Chris Calico know of MCs who might fit that, who also have ghostwriters? I do not. Mm. To answer your question, no. Dudes that I know that are MCs mm-hmm. and looked at like a MC. As far as I know, they write. That's still a line 100%. that that we just don't cross, right? So it depends on what era you're from, too, man. You're probably from the same era that I'm from. Mm. And so a lot of those guys, I hear a lot of dudes that are my age like, man, she ain't a real MC. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. She is, because let's let's be honest. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if you wrote it, co-wrote it, or somebody wrote it for you, you got to deliver that shit. Yep. You got to sell it. Exactly. You have to still sell that. You know what I'm saying? I know we're not just talking about Cardi. We're talking about Megan, Cardi, Mulatto, any of the female rappers and any of the other rappers that are in pop culture, they still have to deliver that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And yep. so I still have re- so your answer your question before was, do I respect people that do that? Yeah. I still respect people. I still respect the MCs, especially um, you know, especially some she has more to offer than just rapping. People want to look at her. Mm-hmm. People love her personality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People love these women. They they want to look at Megan Thee Stallion. They want to look at Mulatto. They want to look at um, Doja Cat. I don't know if they are right or not. I know a few of them that they have had some assistance writing. I, this is not a, this is a shade. This is just industry standard. And thank God that they need people to help them because that gives somebody else a job. You know what I'm saying? How's that work, Chris? Not, not to get too logistical, but like, do you end up getting a percentage like from whatever sales, or is it just like a blank fee? It can work either way. Oh. It can work where you get a percentage of sales, yeah. or um, where you get a percentage of publishing. Or you get, um, or sometimes it's a flat rate. Yep. Of you know, you get a flat rate. If I've written stuff for people, and I guys got like five grand, you know what I'm saying, or ten grand, or you know what I'm saying. Um, so and, there's and different. And this is ways obviously not work. something that you're not allowed to speak about. Like, do they want you telling people who you're ghostwriting for? Uh, they probably. Uh, it depends. It's probably from camp to camp. They may not want you to say that, or some people don't worry about it mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter. Whatever they put out, yeah, I guess it, it doesn't goes matter. platinum and gold, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. I don't know. Sure, you can I, say I, whatever maybe, you want. Maybe we, not. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, so here we got we got Earhouse is the brand new label, and uh, mm-hmm. is this just going to be a solo dolo venture for you at Earhouse, or are we looking to pick up other artists of similar mindsets? Um, we're going to pick up other artists. What I'm doing is establishing it myself, mm-hmm. and then there will be other artists. They're going to have to be elite. I got my eye on a couple. I'm actually in conversation with a few already. Mm-hmm. Um, elite artists, you know. Um, and so that's, yeah, there's the answer is that there will be other artists on the label. I'm excited. I'm excited to see who else you uh, you tag along with, man. That's, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I got another artist that's got 
quite a following that actually is, is wanting to come aboard and you know I've been just telling everybody man let me get it established yep and let me get all my eyes dotted and T's crossed and then it'll be that way you're not trying to figure it out with me because this was a venture for me to try to figure out mm. you know what I'm saying and so that's where we at brother okay okay but so this is the future of, of Chris Calico and I mean everyone's excited to hear uh, what else you got coming out but if I like to talk about a little bit about the past if we could still Chris uh, yeah. talk to me about working with E40 that's my brother talk right about there, do it yourself the man who invented it basically in hip hop E40 yeah. the man who's been doing it that he's been doing do it yourself for years and talent and just 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 swag off the man you know undeniable what was it like working with with a with a guy like E40 uh, with working with E40 is like man working with your cousin man he's such a he's such a down to earth humble guy like when you go to E40's house we we show up over I show up over there and it's like you gotta eat dinner we gotta drink some wine we gotta taste the new wine that he's got coming out here's the new thing it ain't even out yet you know I talk to his sons his wife cooks dinner it's like it feels like a family member working with E40. Not to mention the fact that when I was first starting to rap, I wanted to be E40. I was rapping like him. That's you why I can are. imitate him now. I make fun of him and imitate him. I did a TikTok video where I was imitating him, but because I wanted to be E40, I perfected my E40 voice. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I tease him with it all the time. Um, but it's just like working with a family. Give me, give me a little icon. E forty. Give me a little E forty, Chris. So I had I had this song that was called Worth a Million that I worked on with a, some strange artists when I first started. And I originally worked out the line like Welcome to the brilliant, Welcome to the wonderful world of entertainment. Some some I remember the whole line, but I remember I was like they told me I couldn't say it because I was like Welcome to the wonderful world of entertainment. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I can't say it like that. Wow, <laughs> you should sport. have, bro. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so now Spot I just I made it into 40. a joke. I even said on a song I got called, uh, what's it called? Um, dang, what is this one called? Something on my shoulders. And I remember uh, I said, uh, world on my shoulders and something like that. I forgot what it's called. Uh, and I said, um, oh, chip on my shoulder. That's what it's called. Uh -huh. And I said in the song, I said, 40 said if you do your due diligence you could be killing it facts you can sell them you feel I forgot how I said it but I was like I did it in the song <laughs> what's he and, think about uh, your impression your E40 impression what's he say about he it thinks, he thinks it's hilarious dude <laughs> as far as he told me he, uh, yeah. I did a show called The Reveal where I revealed to our strange audience that I was leaving and starting Ear House and he I had a bunch of celebrities do shout outs on the video shout outs and he got on the video on his video portion and said don't think I don't be seeing you uh, on TikTok doing these fools. You can't do the water better than the water. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, uh, he, and he said, ooh. And because he knows that's what I do when I imitate him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, man. So he's a really good natured dude. And I was super honored, man. He's got some of my favorite songs ever. Being from Kansas City, rappers from the Bay were like gods here. Mm. I know he was big everywhere, but gods in Kansas City, E40 was a was a was a god. And for me to be able to call him right now, like my brother is like such a 40 fan. He's I took him around. He's like, man, I still can't believe you know E40. Yeah, 
And I'm like, hey man, your brother's Chris Calico. Can I get a little bit? Of, I mean, damn. What is what is what does the family say about Chris Calico being Chris Calico? Like, what do they? How they feel about it? They're uh, they're embarrassed. It's embarrassing to me because oh, no. they yeah. call me Chris Calico, and I'm like, y'all did not call me that. Like, why are y'all just calling me that? Like, you know what I mean? And so it, it's just kind of, it feels weird. And sometimes you go to a family picnic and everybody's staring. Yeah. And when they've known you your whole life, and you over there eating ribs, is your auntie trying to get an autograph for you from you? Well, they just like, man, let's take a picture, and then like the twelfth picture is like, all right, man, come on, dog, stop oh. acting like this, man. You know me my whole life, you know, I know, I know, but you were Chris Calico back then, dude. Mm, good point, though. You know what I mean? And so my mom teases me when she calls me. She says that I'm like, hey, mama, hi, Chris Calico. I'm like, oh, well, look at that. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing, though. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, last one. Okay, so you here we go. Uh, chameleonaire. Talk to you me. said what about chameleonaire? Talk to me about chameleonaire. Chameleonaire. Um, definitely super into the tech world, man. Great entrepreneur he was even back then. Uh, we did a, a tour in Australia. Myself, Tech, Chameleonaire, Obi Trice. And Shout Kid out to Cuddy. Obi Trice, man. And Kid Cudi. And um, uh, we were, something happened with our plane. We had to deplane. We had to get off this plane. And we had to charter a bus. And um, when he got, by the time he got on the bus, there were no seats left except for the one I was trying to keep for my leg. I wanted it was a double seater on the east side of the aisle, so I wanted to be able to stretch my leg out. There's no other room for him to sit, so he sat with me, and I felt like we became <laughs> homies right then on that bus ride. Well, you gave up your seat for him, bro. Like <laughs> I gave my seat up for him, and we talked, and we had a really great conversation, man. Great dude, super smart. And we um, we end up exchanging information. I said, man, when we get back to the States, I'm gonna find something and we'll do something together. I did a song called Mayday yep. with this artist that was virtually at that point unknown, Ritz. And I wanted, I, uh, Yellow Wolf introduced me to Ritz. And so I thought Ritz was really dope. I put him on a song and put Chameleon Air on it too. It's called Mayday. Uh-huh. And uh, really, really dope. Is that how Red Scott picked he up? Took a cup, he took a lightweight shot on the on the track. He said, I got more records than everybody on this record combined. I'm like, damn. Oh, oh. But I like that kind of cocky shit, so I didn't take offense to it. Oh, you didn't go back and add an extra line? Nah, I don't do that. I do what I do, man. With the song I got with Eminem, I recorded my verse and and the hook to the song four months before he ever even heard it. Okay, because that was my question. My next question is with, with all these collabos with, with these, just these beasts behind the mic. I mean, even the, the, the newest one, Futuristic, who's, who himself is just real barbaric when it comes to, when it comes to spin. How do you, there's never been an MC who's made you go back and kind of like, oh man, I better step my bars up just a little bit. More. Uh, well, of course I've thought that, but at the same time, man, I'm gonna do what I do. It's, I mean, what would I do differently with Eminem on the song? Like, what would I do differently with Chameleonaire, with E40, with, uh, you know, what would I do with them on these songs? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know that I, uh, you know, I, it's a song with Me, Tech, Lil Wayne, and T Pain. What would I do differently? It's like, I'm gonna do Chris Calico. 
And I think that that will suffice. I think that I spent enough hours doing what I do to be an expert. They say you spend 10,000 hours doing something, you're an expert. I spent well over 10,000 hours doing it. So I just execute in the expert way that I know how to do it. You know what I mean? I mean, and that's probably the same thing they're doing, right? Like M who's earned an E40 who's earned it like they're going to deliver their top shelf stuff each time Uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, Chris Calico does the same and uh, I'm going to do the exact same thing man I'm not going to I don't I don't I don't I don't there's just nothing else I would think to do you know what I'm saying I'm going to give 110% every time Mm so there's nothing else for me to do just bring Chris to the table they bring them and it's going to be something great Ooh. okay yeah. wait I ain't gonna argue back and forth about what I did I keep on pressing show promoters about what I should get I've been fat like all my life and now my clothes don't really fit This COVID shit ain't over but I think I'm over it Cause I've been feeling good And if I don't feel good I'ma just fake it It ain't no problem out that can't be fixed with bacon Probably the reason now that I don't look good naked But smiling every picture when you take it Cause now I'm feeling good Yeah, yeah, fucking good Cause now I'm feeling good Yeah, yeah, fucking good Oh my god And now I'm feeling good Fucking good They told me gonna do it They knew I fucking would I ain't gotta explain it Just fucking understood And put them sorries in a sack, motherfucker Yeah, I'm feeling good I put on quarantine 15 I ate up all the food and smoked up all my weed God damn I got drunk as fuck with me and me and me I watched knocked up on the couch and fell asleep uh, That was in one day I can't remember which day it is Every day is a hump day Me and my lady just made a kid yeah. To the window, to the wall Crank that soldier boy then slide into the kitchen in my drawers I'm feeling good Yeah, yeah Fucking good Oh my god, cause now I'm feeling good Yeah, yeah, fucking good Oh my god, cause now I'm feeling good Fucking good, they told me going dark Knew I fucking would, I ain't gotta explain it Just fucking understood And put them sorries in a sack, motherfucker Cause now I'm feeling good So what do we got coming out soon, next, immediately? I'm dropping singles, man. I'm actually going to put out probably an album next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working on... Uh, I want to put a Christmas EP out. I've been The fans have been asking me to do a K-R-I-Z-Z-M-A-S Christmas album for a long time. And I finally decided to do it this year. Hopefully, I'll be able to make this deadline because yeah. I'm constantly doing stuff. But I'm dropping singles. I'm dropping new music every single month. Mm. So I dropped Wait Then I dropped uh, Feeling Good I got a new single coming out called Pressure It's just me right now I don't know man If I if I think man this would work well uh, You know I, I would put that Whatever person I would think at that time on it um, I also 
I have a lot of other features that are on that I'm slated to do, um, and I don't talk about them until they have a release date. Um, so I have a lot of other features, man. Everybody picked up the phone. As soon as I started Ear House, Ooh. everybody picked up the phone to do features with me. That's exciting. Um, and I got one big, I do have a one that I can speak on. I got one coming out September 24th. Me and T-Pain have a huge song called BB coming out. Uh-huh. And it's it's a club banger. I think it's going to take over the clubs. Another legend right there is T-Pain. Yeah. Yeah, man. I went and did his podcast with him, and it's the most hilarious podcast ever. Because mm-hmm. we're fools, and my wife says that T-Pain just caused me to make him laugh. <laughs> and so I crack hella jokes, you know, when yeah. we were there. And, uh, and uh, then we ended up doing a song together, man, BB. And it's got this dance to it called the BB Slide. It's really dope, man, because he and I are both dancers. We're not little dudes either, but we both dance and so I was like let's do it like let's do something man where we can make everybody dance too so mm. we did man so BB and the BB slide comes out September 24th and we're about to shoot the video for that and other than that I have a song this month called Pressure coming out I won the fi- um, so that's August and then September is Pressure is, uh, is BB and then December will be my hopefully my Christmas EP Christmas it's called Just Christmas and then I'll start over next year. I'll drop single after single after single. What I wanted to do was, man, I didn't want to drop one album and give them a million songs all at once and then they don't have anything else for several months from Chris Calico. I wanted them to have something every 30 days. You got something new. Yeah, you're building momentum. Yeah, build that momentum. Absolutely. But also, I just didn't want to leave them without music. Sure. Every 30 yeah. days, you know what I mean? I wanted people to have content from me and um, they don't get a chance to go oh yeah when's Chris coming out because by right by the time you think that it's been about three weeks now so now the fans are like man when's the new one coming out bang I hit you with another one mm. and that's the way I'm going to do things that's the way I really wanted to do it also with the way people consume music man there's 50,000 songs uploaded to, to streaming platforms every day yeah yeah. I don't I don't have time for people to I, I got you, you got to stay in it hmm and that's it. No, 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 no. This is respectable. I'm with you. You're, you're a man who's who. You got a vision, and it's clear that uh, you're gonna you're gonna accomplish that vision, man. And I'm I'm very happy for you, bro. I think yeah, I'm excited for you. I know you're gonna do a lot of damage. You're gonna do a lot do a lot of good, man. It's, if 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 the singles continue out and they're this this real, this raw, right? Uh, and this good, bro. That again, feeling good. That track, I was like, this is gonna be the summer jam from now on. Like, I'm just gonna play this yeah. track from now on. It, it just has that vibe of energy, of positivity behind it that I think it's really missing. And and like going back to what you said a little bit earlier, I do think people misunderstand or misdiagnose being real or as a man, like being um, vulnerable with being soft, right? And, and I, I don't think that's the case at all. Like, your vulnerability is sometimes your strongest suit as a man, you know? And, and we don't get a chance to express that as much as we, as we can in society, you know? It's not as allowed to be that real with people. But you're being real with millions of people, and that's a beautiful thing, man. We need more of that, for sure. Yeah, man, we can't... Uh, we, we, we're, we're lacking that, man. And, I mean, I don't, if I have to try to act like somebody else dude you're gonna know it mm-hmm. 
you're gonna know a dead prayer said that man you know what i'm saying if you're a lie lie pacify wolf cry wolf, wolf wolf with a wire or whatever he said wolf cry with a wire i'm gonna know when i play it mm. you know what i'm saying like they're gonna i i think i recognize when people are just acting and playing a character i'm not i just gotta be myself and i feel like people will love me come for it you know absolutely and, and to close off the interview with all these amazing collabos who haven't we had a chance to that you want to in the future Tobin Wigway. Hmm. Tobin Wigway, man. I I I I uh, am such a fan of him and what he he and his wife and his family, that's the same way I function too. Um I would love to do something with Toby, man. Like like that's like that'd be a dream collab come true. And I know he's been he's a fan of uh of, of myself and Tech from what I heard. Tech actually just said it yesterday. He's like, oh yeah, man. He's been watching us forever, man. And da 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 da. So, I'd love to work with him. And um, sure, there's other people that I'm not mentioning, but he's definitely on my uh, wish list. Awesome. Okay, dude. Uh, I'm excited for whatever the future holds uh, in uh, for Chris Calico. Like, I, I genuinely, yes, dude. Like, I think. I think it's time for everyone to kind of just evolve, you know. And in, in hip hop, it's kind of hard to to really venture on on your own and uh, be declare yourself successful. You know, um, you right. don't want to c- compromise too much, but you know you have to give a bit of yourself up at the same time. You know, you don't want to sell out, but you got to make that money. You know, right. it's it's a it's a thin line that you walk between artistry and business in this particular business. You know. Mm-hmm. So I, I, so again, Chris, thank you for being so open. Thank you for, um, for giving us your time and you know these industry secrets, these things that people just don't realize. That at the end, it is a business in the business sense, and yeah. money's gonna talk first. I'm so first. thankful that I'm so thankful I've had an opportunity to come in and assist with writing because I'm gonna be honest, man. It's hard to if you have a big number one hit, it's hard to keep coming with them. Like I'm gonna be honest, if I have a number one hit. A number one hit, and I can't think of anything else. I'm asking for some help. I just haven't, I haven't had to do that yet. But I'm, I'm asking if I feel like I need a help, I would do the same thing. Mm, there it is. Earhouse. I'm excited about Earhouse. I'm excited about yes, that. Sir. Man, uh, I, can, I can't Whose see. House? Yeah, I can't see who you, I can't wait to see who you mingle with, man. I think this is going to be definitely the label to follow and uh, keep yep. tabs on, man. I think so too, man. I, I I know so, bro. And I and actually, we already had it, man. Whenever I Tech uh, did his first solo show a couple months ago, and he said, "Cause my chant is who's house, house." So he did it mm. just to see. He came and he said, "Man, I know y'all used to seeing Chris Calico up here with me, man. Much loved him. He started his label Beer House, and he said, "Who's house?" And the whole crowd, like three thousand people, said. Deer House, he couldn't wait to call me. Like, dude, the whole crowd screamed Deer House, dude. Yeah. I was so shocked that they already knew it, that I'm already seeing um I'm already seeing Deer House tattoos online. He's like, dude, this is crazy. This is it. This is the future of hip hop right here. Yeah. The future of hip hop of a man that's been in it twenty years. And shout out today is actually hip hop's birthday. Chris Calico, what did you think about that? Uh, I saw that. <laughs> what a what so a perfect fun. day for this interview, bro. Yeah, man, it is. Yeah. So happy birthday, hip hop, man. Shout out to all of us, man. Hip hop has given us just an outlet that I'll be forever grateful to have found, you know. And um, and, and, and you know, we'll, we'll wrap it up. But to 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 really be able to contribute to hip hop and not be a rapper 
or uh, a DJ or something like that, you know? I feel very happy and um, very honored to be able to just document these moments in your life, you know, and in hip hop for these artists. You know, that's basically the way I just view myself. Like, I'm just the notebook, bro. You know, I just want to report what you guys have to say. And also, of course, document it for you. You A year from now, two years, 20 years from now, you're going to want to know, you're going to want to remember what did it feel like, you know? You're going to want to have that. And right. uh, and if we could contribute that uh, to artists such as yourself, then uh, I consider myself a lucky man to be able to make this phone call, Chris. Thank you so much for having me, brother. Yeah, anytime. Anything you want to leave us with, Chris Calico. I think we've said pretty much everything. Man. I think so too. <laughs> I don't know what else I would tell you except by except for my blood type is O positive. Boom. Okay. That's it, baby. That's what I came here for. Okay, smooth peanut butter or or chunky peanut butter, Chris Calico. Chunky. And chunky, bro, like me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Chris Calico Shout out to Ear House Everything you want to hear Comes from this house That's right baby Ooh. Shout out to everyone That's uh, follow us th This month This month has been fantastic That's the uh, NWA uh, DJ Yella meet and greet We did That was great Off the track We're excited about that Go ahead and check that out WakeTheFlockUp.net Of course Chris Calico At everything Right Chris At Twitter everything. At Instagram yeah, if you put K-R-I-Z in any search engine in the world, I'm going to pop up. That's right, baby. <laughs> Robust, handsome man, Chris Calico, will show up on your screen. So, That's uh, right. Sh shout out to him. Shout out to everyone. So for real hip-hop everywhere, this is Concept 714 asking, demanding that you help us wake the flock up. Peace. <laughs> Peace.